the sportsy show uh welcome to the sportsy show this is your host and commissioner uh chuck banner aka me the little jerry's in the dynasty league and your defending champions in league of enthusiasm my friend this week is none other than the Never Nudes, Al. What's up? And uh, he's got a list of rankings, and apparently I'm told that Trey and Sean aren't going to like it. <laughs> and uh, I'm here to argue on your behalf, Trey, at least when it comes to Kirk Cousins. Ugh. The stats say otherwise. The stats say he's good. Kirk Cousins is a good fancy quarterback in theory but i don't know i just don't care about him he's like Jameis winston minus the interceptions yeah not really but let me pull this shit up so let's just start off with uh trades that have happened since the last uh show that we have done in the dynasty league and I don't know if the last show was covered by... Are you looking at the transactions right now? Yeah, did we talk about Amari Cooper? Uh, let me pull up the last show and see the date. I don't think we did. There was actually a lot of stuff going on in that. No, we did a rookie mock draft, and that was May 4th. Yeah, so this is after. So Tom traded 2-7-3-2, his own second next year, and his own third next year, and Trey's third next year. So not any high picks, but a lot of picks. A lot of picks. For uh, Tashawn, for... Uh, Naheen Hines and Marla Mack and Amari Cooper. So I was asking you before, I don't know if he's just trying to, because he's got the second pick and he's talked up Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if he's just setting up to lock down the Colts' backfield or what, but um, I don't get Amari Cooper. Like, I'm not a huge Amari Cooper fan, but like, he didn't give up any high picks. So I'm, I understand like the trade and like, I think it's a good trade for both teams actually, because Sean's clearly in, uh, Rebuild mode. Um, but I don't know. Do you got anything on, on that deal? Doesn't Amari Cooper kind of fit into your stance on how you personally view wide receivers as being overpaid at that price point? Um, yeah, because he's costing 33 bucks, which isn't a ridiculous amount considering his production, but... um. Especially with the the change in the rules with going up to four hundred and getting all your all your uh, salary right away. This is just another reason why I lobby that we should start three wide receivers. Yeah, I'd be for that. Um, and hey, the season hasn't started yet, so as your commissioner, I'm committed to still making the changes that we all want. And if for some reason you guys haven't spoken up, or maybe you have changed your opinion on the matter. We can still make this happen. Yeah. And I can fucking change it. Yeah. 
I've, so I've, hit me up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be cool with a couple of rule changes. If we got rid of kicker defense, I'd, I want to keep him, but if it means adding a third receiver and a second tight end and getting rid of the half-point PPR for tight ends, I think the league will be better in that case. Because with – there's so many – solid wide receivers that we should have to start more um my question to the league is this how many of you plan on keeping your kicker and or your defense that alone should tell us that they're inconsequential to fantasy football the way as we digest it and study and do all the fucking shit that we do for fantasy football. So why are we wasting time and roster spots for these players that we're never going to even keep? I mean, I'm keeping my kicker, but how many of you are keeping kickers? I am, but that's because I have Justin Tucker, and he's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I... We, I'm imagining no, there's maybe one other person that's going to keep a kicker, so. But. So what's that next trade? Uh, The next one was. Yeah, I think it was a pretty even trade, I guess. It was the same day. Um, Sean traded Chris Carson to uh, to you for 2-9 and 3-3. Three, three. Um, I know Carson's coming off a major, like, I think hip injury. So he might not start the season strong, assuming the season starts at the regular time. Everything I've heard is complimentary to he is a starter. Yeah. He'll be ready to go. When he's back, unless someone completely breaks out, like say he misses the first three weeks. So Carlos Hyde has to break out because he's the guy that they're bringing in as the backup. Didn't uh, Rashad Penny tear his ACL late in the season? Yeah. So they're pretty much saying he's probably going to start the season on the pump Him or the DJ Dallas from Miami that they drafted, unless like one of them just blows up. I think the fact that they brought in Carlos Hyde clearly shows that they think that they want Carlos Hyde as the backup. Well, what's the deal with Marshawn Lynch? Is he not playing, or I don't even know? I assume Marshawn Lynch isn't going to play. Yeah, so if he's not playing, then I'm assuming that that's Carlos Hyde was brought in for depth, considering their theoretical first and second guys are coming off major injuries. So, but I don't know. I think it's a good a good deal for both sides again because Sean seems to be committed to a rebuild. He's getting more draft picks. Um, Carson's on a good contract, though, so it's not like, you know, <clears throat> I could see him doing it because he he Carson wouldn't necessarily fit the timeline for Sean's team. Because um, say he, you know, what if he only's got two or three good years left? If Sean doesn't think he's going to be super competitive over the next two or three years, these draft picks are going to be more beneficial to him in the long run. So, um. But, yeah, I don't know, good deal. And then the trade after that, uh, I traded you 2-6 and 3-9, and you gave me Hollywood Brown. So I have more Baltimore Ravens on my team. Yeah. Um, we talked about this deal, like, back and forth for almost since you drafted him. Like, yeah, I like Hollywood Brown. I think he could be phenomenal. I also think he's got a high injury risk, and – 
Oh um, yeah, he's got a huge risk, and um, I don't... I've I've had a history of being able to draft wide or not necessarily just draft, but find wide receivers, and so I'm trusting in my ability to do that, and I'm also looking at the fact that I've also got three young wide receivers on my team. Still. Yeah, you already have what Mc- McLaurin should be really good. Slayton looked good for a good stretch during the season, and um. Well, Mike Williams, who the fuck knows? Um, yeah, but I got three guys who, in theory, if two of them can be, uh, like, you know, if I can get a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two. Yeah, well, I'm then, assuming, too, with one of these draft picks you got, you're going to be taking a wide receiver, which the way you've been drafting, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, a, you know, top 40 after their rookie year or some shit like that. Like, they're... Solid but unspectacular for their rookie year, which is a good piece, especially if you're taking them in like the third round. So, um, like someone comparable to what you just traded with Marquise Brown, I wouldn't be surprised if you got someone in the third round this year. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just did that because I was gonna, I was planning on taking a wide receiver with that pick and. I just kind of just want Hollywood Brown just to get the Lamar Jackson uh, Hollywood connection. And with Michael Thomas already locked down at one spot, I can basically just, like, if I feel there's a good matchup. Because to me, he's going to be a Deshaun Jackson type where if you start him the right week, that's, you know, 20 points. But, like, you're going to have to put up some three and four point games most likely. So Yeah, that was, again, one of my worries with him was – is he going to be a guy that, like, do I think he's going to be better than McLaren and Slayton? And I'm hoping that both those guys can be, at the very least, comparable. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Hollywood's a top 20 wide receiver if you look at his whole season numbers. But unless you're starting him every, like, unless I'm going to start him every single week, which I, that's not my plan at this point. There's a good chance, like, I might only get, like, 25% of the production. Like, if I don't start him the right weeks, he could be detrimental to, to like, my team. Because, like, if he's on the bench for these big games and then I start him the next week and then he does shit, then, you know, he might be the 20th best wide receiver, but, like, he didn't produce that for me, so... Yeah, but if the yeah, exactly, the weeks that you're putting him out there, he's, like, the 40th or, like, the 50th yeah. wide receiver. Um, and then the last trade was, uh, weirdly again, you were involved. Um, there's no way it was me again. You traded, uh, your 2022 first round pick, which I was under the impression you weren't trading any of those draft picks that I didn't want to trade it, but I don't think it's a bad trade. I traded a draft pick that I could potentially get back down the line. I've got two years to get it back if I need to get it back. You could have said that about your pick for next year, and you didn't get that back from me. So I'm, well, I'm just saying, there's. Um, well, you traded that pick to Tom for Devin Singletary, which he's solid player. He had 118 points last year, just under 10 per game because he missed a couple games. Um, I'm just, if you're the Devin Singletary owner, I don't think Zach Moss is gonna cut into this production too much. I think there's gonna be a healthy split, but you're running the risk of neither one of them's good. Like, them combined could be awesome, but, like, they're just going to eat away from each other. 
and I think a first round picks, especially if it was one, if you knew, like if you were super confident, like 90% sure you're going to make the playoffs this year and you traded your first round of this year, it's like this is going to be a low pick. It may not be uh, like one of the ones where you're super confident, but if you're looking at my team based on what I had to start, this off season, like after after the playoffs ended and the champion was crowned, when you lost, like if you look at my team, well, I think there's a. I think you have a much better chance of winning this year, but I don't think it's enough of an increase to be overly confident. I think I am confident in the fact that I'm going to be a better team than I was last year and I have a legitimate shot to at least contend for a top four spot and and uh, a, a week 15 game well I think that's a good uh, good way to segue into the the rankings, because once we go through these rankings... Well, I know you're going to say that my team sucks, and I, I, I 100% guarantee you think you have the best team. That's... Oh, I already told you I did. Um, oh, motherfucker. Oh, you got a bug in there? That sucks. Um, well, just going off, like, so I did... I ranked the teams 1 through 10 by p- position groups, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And, kicker. Oh yeah, kicker too. Forgot about that. That's the important shit. Um. So I don't know. We could just go through them, and then I did like a composite, a composite, and then rank the teams that way, which isn't super accurate because it's not weighted in any way. Like quarterbacks are more valuable than tight end, but like the tight end rankings kind of skew the overall rankings. But for the most part, it's I feel like it's grouped teams correctly. Um. But so to start out with tight ends, um, number 10, I did Zach, who I don't even fucking remember who's on. I think he's got Jack Doyle. Where's the. Okay. Um, yeah. Jack Doyle. It's whatever. He's a fucking just a whatever guy. And that's the only tight end that he's got. Uh, next, I have you with uh, Dallas Goddard and Dawson Knox. Dallas Goddard's talented, and they use the tight end a lot, but Zach Ertz is in front of him. And For now. For now. Yeah, whatever. This is dynasty football. So, yeah, so I'm ba- basing these rankings on a lot of... If Dallas Goddard their... is what I think he is, then I can have him for the next decade. Oh, yeah, no, that's... He's a great dynasty player. I'm basing these rankings mostly off of what they've most recently done and what they project to do this season. So for like a redraft? Kind of, yeah, kind of for the most part. Because I, I didn't factor in contracts for any of these. Um, you know, if I did, it would be like maybe a tiebreaker or some shit like that. Um, but anyways, like... I you, you got, would agree. You got two good young guys who do have upside, but as of now, they haven't proven much and they kind of have limitations to a point. I would agree that my tight ends are all upside with I think you're significantly 
downplaying the importance Dallas Goddard's going to have to the Philadelphia offense, considering Elshon Jeffrey is going to start the season on the pup list, and they are down uh, a lineman, offensive lineman. And he's just a good player. Yeah. No, I'm okay. But in comparison to like, all right, so number eight, I put Trey. He's only got one tight end, but he's got Hunter Henry. Super talented guy. You were high on before. You traded him at some point. No, I ended up cutting him because he just was always fucking injured. Yeah, so he... And I think he's going to be an injury case his entire fucking career. And I was just like, dude, I I got better things to deal with than than the fact that you are taking up 33% of my tight end space. Yeah, but... The reason I put him higher is I think him and Goddard have very similar potential and upside with their skills. And while Hunter Henry has the injury risk and the injury history, I would rather deal with that than the having an all-pro tight end ahead of you. He's had an all-pro tight end ahead of him for the last few years. Yeah, and he's produced as, what, the, like, 12th best tight. Like, it's not like he's been spectacular. He's been solid. He's but... been an unstartable tight end because yeah. he's not been on the field. Oh, you're, just, you're saying, yeah. But. And and when he was still... on the field, he was still behind one of the greatest tight ends ever. He was gone by the last couple of years, right? No, dude, Antonio Gates was playing, like, I think last season. Oh. I don't know. Well, anyways, Hunter Henry averaged 10 points per game last year. He missed, what, one, two, three, four games. So it's, you know, not a full season by any means, but, like, 10 points a game, that's solid. That puts him, you know, over a 16-game season. He's Realistically, I probably should have kept him and then tried to trade him for anything, but. But at some point, can you, just you see why I have him ranked ahead of your uh, essentially ahead of Goddard? I would say he should be in nine and I should be in eighth because I have two fucking dart throws yeah. that aren't injury risks. And he has one dart throw that isn't injury. I can risk. see I can see that case. So, yeah, well, we can we can flap that. That's fine. Um, Already changing your fucking ranking. Seven is Rob. It's O.J. Howard and Jimmy Graham. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I take that back. I could see them being I nine. I take that back. I could see them being nine. Rob is nine. No, wait. Who does fucking Zach have? Jack Doyle. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Rob yeah. is nine. And Trey is ahead of him. I think. Because really, all, all fucking Rob has is O.J. Howard. Well. You say he has Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham's garbage. I think I I think I was putting some of what you were just talking about with the two dart throws. A lot of it it's he's getting like, But one of those dart throws is garbage. When no, was the last time Jimmy Graham was good? I don't know, like five years ago or some shit. Exactly. So what's the point? Why is he in the league? I think because Because the Bears want to give him fucking nine million dollars, twelve million dollars, whatever the fuck is, it is. Mostly the value of the tight end in Nagy's offense. 
and what what that means and the importance of it. You just wait for that kid that they I just would, drafted Komet and have him out fucking perform looking, looking, Jimmy Graham immediately. Looking back, I would definitely slide a drive down to nine. So So I'm going from nine to seven in like the blink of a fucking eye. Uh, well, yeah, that's why I told you to make rankings and you didn't fucking finish them. No, because you told me when I was coming home from the, when I was at the gym, I think. Yeah, it was like six hours ago. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, Jake, I like Jake's. They're not proven, but they're definitely fucking good and they have upside. All right. So what are they? Because I'm thinking I'm moving up to six already based on that description. No offense. No fan, end of the season really good. That offense has potential like to no be fan. good. I do like no And fan. then he's got Greg Olson who signed with the Seahawks. It's, nah, it's whatever. Garbage. It's I don't I wouldn't be surprised if he it's cuts him before the year. So he's got no fan. Is that it? I would take no fan over any of the tight ends we are, we've talked about so far. I would agree with that. Um and then Sean, one of the four players on Sean's team is Evan Ingram, who's also had injury in the past, but um, he's been good. He's put up points. I think you can move Jake up. I think you can swap me and Sean. So I, I am also, at six. I also just like wanted I to put Sean as high as I could. Um, no, I think because, Sean is at seven because, because of last, injury risk. Spoiler alert, Sean's last in every other one. So. Yeah, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that he should be first in this one. So I think that... Me and Sean swap. No, Jake's. Okay. Yeah, Jake goes up to five, and then Sean and me swap. So Sean goes from five to seven. I go to six, and Jake goes to five. No, I would still take Ingram over over Goddard. I think you're fucking crazy. No. Because what if what if fucking Knox blows up this year? Oh yeah, the the fact that you have two is your biggest thing, but. Which means I should be Goddard. immediately above him because who knows if Evan Ingram's gonna fucking okay fine you can break be, a fingernail you can be six that's fine Tom's four he's got fucking Hooper who's really good he went to Cleveland though so I don't know how that affects it positively or negatively and he's got Disley and Fells which I'm assuming he's gonna cut those guys and maybe go after someone else I know he's probably gonna take the fucking Purdue tight end I would take. Uh, still no fan above all these guys. So no, I Hooper, think you move, Hooper, Hooper's good. Yeah, but he downgrades going to an offense that doesn't fucking target the tight end. I don't know. I don't know. You can necessarily say that because I can look at the fucking history of the team in the past few years. Well, yeah, and Joku was out the first half of the year. Plus, they got a new head coach who came from. Dude, the that's Vikings. the Browns. Every fucking two years, they got a new head coach. Well, yeah, but. They got Stefanski, who came from... The only thing that they do consistently is not involve the tight end. No, but he came from the Vikings. Barnage. Who, Barnage was the last good fucking fantasy not, tight end. You're not listening to the point, though. Uh, but you're not this, listening that fucking Gary Barnage was the last fucking viable tight end on the Cleveland Browns. Okay, what if I said this is an offense that's a... I believe it comes from the Shanahan tree because Kubiak. I would rather have Hayden than Hooper. Because Cooper. And you haven't no. even named Hayden this year, which means I would rather have Noah Fant because that is. Hayden's, I'm just telling you. Hayden, are you talking about Hayden Hurst? Yeah. Yeah, he's not on, on anyone's roster. That's why. I'm just saying I would rather have him than Hooper. Because the Atlanta Falcons but, actually uh, involve their tight end. So Gary Kubiak had a hand in the in the Vikings offense where Stefanski came from and ran that. 
They did him. There was fucking Rudolph and Irv Smith, the guy they drafted in the second round, so they can do the two tight end thing where the, they use the tight end in that offense. And the fact that they gave the highest tight end contract ever to Hooper means that they're valuing that position. I would find it hard to believe that he's not close to what he produced last year, which was like the fifth or sixth best tight end. I would say he's due for a regression. All right. Um, I put Mark third because he's got Kelsey and Kelsey's the fucking shit. He's yeah. How is, how is he not first? Oh, because of the multiple dart throws. He's, um, Oh he's yeah. I think else. Ryan's got Kittle and Hawk. Yeah. So he's got Kelsey and Irv Smith who I just talked about. So it's pretty much, he's got Kelsey and well, how is he not second then? Oh, don't worry. We'll we'll get. To oh, because one. you're second. No, no, no. No, you're first. Yeah, right. that's right. You're first. So you're first with an out the tight end one. Second. Second, I have Ryan. As we said, he's got Kittle, who's a fucking stud, and uh, Hawkinson, who's got huge upside. How are you better than him? I have the third, fourth, and fifth best tight end. I have three. You legit can start dart two, throws. and you're not going to start one in your flex. So you have how many viable starting tight ends that you're going to start on a weekly basis? I'm going to be starting one. So they all scored. So, yeah, who, which is what? The third best tight end? You're ranked number three. So. Ryan's one. Mark's two. You're three. Jake is four. If you're going by that, Mark should be one. Cause Kel, all right, so going off last year, Kelsey had Kelsey two, could regress since he's aged. 30 plus so he had 205 had points multiple injuries i think kelsey has he right? had 205 kittle had 180 and then it goes 176 175 171 and those are the three that i have yeah i would still say mark two because he's got the number one or number two tight end in the league and ryan's number well, yeah if you one, go two years ago Ertz was number one I believe he was number one. I'm not going two years ago. Consistently, what has fucking Kelsey done over time? Consistently, oh, he's been, he's he's been, been a, top, a top three. And yeah. so is Erzo. Like, I think you're under you're undervaluing Ertz because you have so much hope for Goddard, though. I'm not undervaluing Ertz. I think Ertz is great, but you're probably still not going to start him over... Um, don't you have fucking? I got Andrews. Yeah, and you have Andrews. You're gonna start Andrews probably over Hertz even. I'm I'm got to play the hot end and who's got the good matchup. So that makes sense, I guess. I think the fact it could it can definitely backfire. Like it backfired in the championship game. That could very much backfire in your face. If it did, yeah, it did the championship. Fucking Andrews scored two touchdowns and he had like twenty points, and I think Hertz had like six. So, like, that was the difference in me winning and losing. But over throughout the entire season, the fact that I have number three, four, and five from last year, who... I think you're overvaluing the having having the choice to have a, a worse roster. Well, yeah, but it's also... Like, not a worse roster, but a worse starting lineup, potentially. Yeah, but it's also if one of those then, has a bad game, that could also they're what the sixth to, best for the week to to chasing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about. I would say you have the third best set of 
uh, tight ends because again, well, are you overvaluing Kittle? He scored four more points than than Ertz. I think, yeah, but I think that offense and I think that team is better overall than the Philadelphia Eagles, especially given they're going to be re- like relying on a rookie wide receiver, uh, a second year running back, and a injury prone quarterback behind now and all of a sudden potentially shaky offensive line well the way i see it is for the five for the five guys that we're talking about come from offenses that are based around involving the tight end with the niners You're still only starting one tight end per week no yeah but if so you're starting would, three, then yeah, then yeah, you have the number one fucking roster of tight ends because you can start three in the top five. So any, anyone, anyone can do better or worse than last year, but you're gonna use the previous years. I'm gonna use history and yeah. So the and, fact that and and something that happened last year is more pertinent than something that happened two years ago. Unless you can show me over the past multiple years that you are the number one or number two tight end every fucking year. That is why Kelsey and Mark's roster is number two, because you are treating this as a fucking redraft thing. You said yourself. And so I'm going based off of that. Yeah. And I'm going based off of um, Ryan has Kittle, who is, again, a guy who's going to finish as a number one or number two barring injury. And he's got Hawkinson, who's potentially, like, the hype says he's going to be great. And so he's a guy that he could potentially replace Kittle with and or trade yeah. down the line and try to get um, more draft capital than he spent on him. See, the way I'm seeing it is Ertz, Kelsey, and Kittle. I'm pretty sure Kelsey's had one more good season than the other guys maybe two more seasons because he's been in the league a little bit longer like waller and andrews they've only had one good year i get that but the fact that they still had good years and this was this most recent year like it was andrew's second year in the league yeah i think andrews is more of a guy who's probably going to be good versus you don't know with Waller. He could be a one-year well, yeah, one. Yeah, but if if going off of what you're saying, like what they've done over the last few years, Ertz, Kittle, and Kelsey are in the same class. They're in the same group, in my opinion. Yeah, you and can Ertz have is whatever, the third one. But I'm saying the fact that in that next group of tight ends. Yeah, but then that, that actually is a detriment, in my opinion, than it is. Uh, so you put me three, Mark two... Ryan won. Correct. Okay. All right. And then we can move on to wide receivers. This is easy number 10, Sean, because he only has one, and it's DK Metcalf, who's good. I like him a lot. He's, He's a good. stud, but you have one receiver, and it's tough to go off of. Like, you, you literally don't have a second receiver to start right now, so you just have to be last. Um, Trey's next with um, – let me pull up Trey's team. Uh, Keenan Allen's his best. I've never been a huge Keenan Allen person. He's solid, but still is your number one. And then he's got a bunch of solid but unspectacular players like Tyler Boyd, Landry. Curtis Samuel's got a huge upside, but he's been hurt a lot. 
Emmanuel Sanders, especially on the Saints, could be really good. D.B. Westbrook's kind of whatever. And then Will Fuller, Deontay Johnson, and Auden Tate. Like, it's not bad. Like, I just think that there's teams that have better, you know, better groups than that. Including the next is you at eight. You have Julio Jones, fucking stud, but the fact that you traded away Marquise Brown, you're just thin at that position at this point. Um, Because it's Julio McLaurin, Slayton, and Mike Williams. And that's it at this point. So I think it's just the fact that, yeah, you have one spot locked down with Julio. You only have three stabs at that second spot getting filled out. Um. And it's more, it's not that those aren't good receivers and it's... Like, one of them only happens to be the number one wide receiver on his team and was the best rookie wide receiver in the class. Oh, and yeah, no, I'm not... the other one just happens to be the number one wide receiver. Uh, maybe not the number one wide receiver on his team since Golden Tate is there. And I think he's better than Sterling Shepard, so the number two wide receiver on his yeah, team. And then Mike also, Williams potentially a stud in the making. We don't know yet because he's had old noodle arm thrown to him at the end of his career. So I think we'll find out is, hopefully this year. This is the point in which pushing for the three wide receivers that you have to start makes sense because not saying I don't like your group of receivers. It's I just think that there's better groups because there's so many good receivers that are out there. Um I put Zach one ahead of you. He's kind of got a lot to choose to choose from. Um, I would say his best is probably Thielen, which obviously Julio Jones is better. Thielen's had big upside though. Um, I'm interested to see what he's what it's like with Diggs gone. Um, is that going to hurt him because there's more coverage going his way, or is it just going to be more targets and like the productions there? Then he's got A.J. Brown, who was a stud last year as a rookie, as was fucking McLaurin for you. But then he's got, like, Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman. I think Brandon Cooks is overrated. Robert Woods. Like, it's not anyone where you're like, I'm going to win because of this guy. But, like, I don't I don't feel like there's a whole, like, I feel he has depth at that position. Like, Yeah, I would say we're probably about equal. Even because he's got more stabs at, yeah, I think that's wide receiver twos. Plus, and then he's got some other guys like well, McCole Hardman. I would imagine he's for sure going to hold on to him. And then Miles Boykins. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut, but that's another shot. And then Jalen Hurd, which I like him as a player. I don't know what the fuck role he's going to play though. I think both those last two guys are easily cuttable players. I I think. Jalen Hurd could potentially just be a fucking superstar, but, like, I have no idea what that's going to look like because he's just such a strange prospect. Like, he's, like, a 6'4 guy who used to play running back a little bit. There was talks he's going to move to tight end, which if he was a tight end, I would consider trading one of mine just to stash him just because I don't know what that could look like. Um. So that was seven. I got Mark at six. Um, a lot of it is hoping for a bounce back from Juju because it was just that that team fell apart once Roethlisberger came, like got hurt. I don't think Juju is a wide receiver one. No, but 
It's between him and he has Allen Robinson, who was a stud, got hurt, and then he's coming off an in- like his first year with the Bears. I didn't expect like I kind of expected what happened because he's coming off of a mid- like a torn ACL, and then you know he had the full year to recover and he produced like what you would expect. So it's kind of those two carrying a lot right there. Anthony Miller, Nikhil Harry, Christian Kirk are all. And Michael Michael Gallup are all upside-ish shots in the dark. Like, that's four shots on top of the other two semi-established stars. Um, so that's why I had him as high. Who's his number one? Um, Technically, I guess Allen Robinson. Like, I'd be starting Allen Robinson. I would rather Jason. have my set of wide receivers or Zach's over Mark's. Yeah, I don't especially if I'm, we're going off of your already established this is a redraft sort of ranking. I'm looking at Juju though, lower than what he was two years ago where he ended up like seventh overall, seventh or eighth at wide receiver. I think but that much higher than last year. Like last year they he's just he's fell more apart. comparable to Thielen, I would think. And that's at like High wide receiver two, and that's if Juju has a good year, in my opinion. I'm I'm viewing it as like he's got two guys in the ten to fifteen range with a bunch of like four good stabs after that. I would say the only reason why you have me so low on this list is because I only have four wide receivers, and one of them is like. Like at worst case scenario, where do you see Julio Jones finishing? Wide receiver five. Yeah, I guess I I was undervaluing Julio to a point. Um, I think you were drastically undervaluing Julio. Um, how old is he too? Doesn't matter. It's for this year. He's a this year guy. If you look at his salary. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay, I'll move you up a couple spots. Um. I don't know how you can say that Mark's got a better wide receiver core just because he has more guys. Those guys being Michael Gallup and fucking Christian Kirk. Well, he, like I said. I had a fucking Arizona Cardinal wide receiver on my team. And as soon as they got DeAndre Hopkins, I cut him. I'm kind of looking at it as... His his top two are the equivalent to Julio Jones, and then he has four guys compared to the three guys in in comparison to your team. Yeah, but my guys are all better. I wouldn't necessarily More proven. They're all more proven. McLaurin was. um, I guarantee you Mike Williams is better than you're giving him credit for. I don't know. He's, I remember looking. He's the equivalent to what Corey Davis has been doing, and I know exactly what Corey Davis has been doing. But, like, what did Gallup end up with? Yeah, 146. So, it's not bad. Like, I don't know. Anyways, this is why I wanted you to make your rankings. I have Tom next. A lot because he's got Evans. Um Evans, Cooper, Watkins, Lazard, and John Brown. So, two good, solid starters. Um, Mike Evans has shown potential to be a difference maker, like a top five guy. 
I still think Cooper's in that. He kind of maxes out in that next group. Um, I like John Brown a lot. Um, I don't, you know, obviously them getting digs. It'll open up the coverages for him and shit, but it's going to take away targets. But he was never necessarily like a high targets guy. So, um, and Sam, you know, Sammy Watkins, if he's healthy, yeah, that's awesome. But who the fuck knows with that guy? Got any opinions on that one there? I can't figure out anything on this app right now. Um, I don't know. How do you like Tom's, Tom's receivers? I like didn't hear anything. Oh, so Evans and, uh, well, Watkins is other Who's this shit? Oh, Evans and Cooper. With John Brown in his third. So, a lot of, you know, that's... He basically has Evans and Cooper. Yeah. Which could easily be two top ten guys, and no one would bat an eye. Um, His depth's kind of shaky, but like I said, if Watkins is healthy, that could be an awesome third receiver. Um, Statistically, it'd only be awesome, like, a handful of games a year. Yeah. It's yeah, especially his the pecking order in in Kansas City kind of sucks for him too. But um, I don't know. And then I'm sure you're gonna complain about this next one. Watkins is like the classic. He's better for the NFL team than he is for your fantasy team. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I put myself fourth. Uh, I guess it's. The same setup as your team with one stud and then multiple guys after. I'd of course. Put, so my team is seventh and yours is, what What was it? Four. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exact same setup, but yours is much better apparently. So I have more shots in the dark and more proven shots in the dark. DJ Shark was much better. I feel Cortland. I do like, I do like your team. I don't know if I would say you're I think you more I think this is a I think huge you group. more from four to eight more, is a huge you more got my rank wrong than you did yours I think that from four to eight is a huge tier for these teams and if you argued any order I guess I would I wouldn't you know bet nine or whatever I would put them all in some order that way I I'm think, still I'm still coming to the conclusion though that the majority of teams are only going to be starting two wide receivers a week. Yeah, oh yeah. So like with so who's your second wide receiver? Because your first one's Michael Thomas. Uh, the hot hand between Chark, Sutton, Ridley, and now Hollywood Brown. So you're playing a four man hot I would hand put, game. Right now is DJ, Chark. which is kind of a dangerous thing. I would just lock it in loaded, probably. Like DJ Shark to start the season. Oh, yeah. No, right now he's for sure, like, he's who I would be starting. But, like, you know, if Hollywood's healthy and he, they're, you know, involving the wide receivers more. I, I think can, Hollywood's probably the last of your wide receivers that I would consider because oh, Colin yeah. Sutton, Sutton's the number one. And 
I would say is well, probably they the just, they better. They just added Jerry Judy, which, again, could open it up for him, or it could just steal targets from him. I'm assuming it's going to steal more targets. His efficiency is going to go up, but his target's going to go down, and it'll be a net negative. I think Corlin Sutton's a stud, and teams have shown us that they can work with two good wide receivers, and that's where I'm going to say you're probably your your best guy after Shark is Ridley. Oh, yeah, it could be because especially after Sanu got traded, his numbers jumped. Um, I know he got hurt the last couple of weeks of the year. So yeah, he's just got to stay healthy, and there's like I think that offense is primed for a really good season. Yeah. Um, so number three, I put Rob. I feel like this is where the like a, a tier jumps up against over the last five teams we just talked about. Um, he's got uh, Tyreek, who I would say I want to so say Tyreek's. I would say so far before Rob's team, Tom has the best because he's got two guys who are locked and loaded every fucking week. He doesn't have to think about it, and. But like with and nobody else has that. But like with, nobody, but nobody else has that. And you have to treat it the way you've been treating this entire fucking list: redraft. So and based on how we start teams. Okay, hold on. And it's not like he's gonna go into the season with his two locked and loaded guys, John Brown, and nothing else. I don't know if I'm saying Chark's my number two. He scored 15 less points than Amari Cooper. So he was worse than Amari Cooper. Yeah. So one point per game. But then if I'm comparing comparing what Mike Evans did, who which he had a down year, I would expect so it to go up. I would say so far before getting to Rob, the top three would probably be Tom, you, then so far you're saying then mark or me okay so you're just moving i would say mark probably so you're just, just because you're just sliding zach down a little bit yeah, well yeah i think zach's i because so I, I, I don't think the, i don't think feeling as his number one is better than julio jones as my number one or tyree kill as mark's number one yeah um, I don't. Yeah, it's like I said. It, to me, it's just a huge jumble right there. And then you never know, though. Any anybody could also go out there and sign Antonio Brown in free agency for like two bucks, and then let's and then say let's say like, he signs in like week two, and he has like a four game suspension, so he comes back in like week six. Oh yeah, no, that's and then he's and then he's huge. But yeah, I already said Rob's next. He's got fucking Tyreek. Um, oh, he's got Tyreek Hill. Who does Marquez is number one? He's the Allen Robinson and Juju team. Oh, never mind. I would say I'd rather have Julio over Juju. Yeah, I can, or Mark I can or Allen Robinson. I'm just saying whatever Julio's normally. Although he's I'm just shaving he's a probably, little bit off the top. I don't know. It's almost like a draw between me and him because his second is probably going to have a better expectation than yeah. my number two. Yeah. But my number one could be head and shoulders. Could could be 
potentially 10 spots higher. Um, oh, yeah, no, that's definitely a possibility. Um, but, like, with Rob, he's obviously got the stud in Tyreek, who I want to say had the most fancy points for a wide receiver in a single season over the last, like, four years or something, the one he had two years ago where he had, like, 250 points, like, some crazy fucking number. Um, so that's his, you know, stud number one. If AJ Green's healthy, obviously that's awesome, but that's a huge if. So if he's your wild card with Cooper Cup as your number two, like I've never been as big on Cooper Cup as everyone else, and I've been wrong. Like he, produces, yeah, Cooper Cup's really good. And the fact that I know they drafted a receiver, but like they got rid of Cook, so it's really just him and Woods now. So like he should get more targets. He was coming off. An I ACL, think they're gonna start. They're gonna they're gonna run more two tight end sets though. Mm-hmm. Which I was going to say, Higby's probably going to go for a decent amount in free agency. Um, and then, so his number four receiver is Debo Samuel, who just broke his foot or whatever, but he'll be fine whenever the season starts. And if that's your number four, like, I think he's got huge upside. Um, and the fact that he has established people ahead of him with the wild card of A.J. Green, I think th- I think third's a good spot for him. Um yeah, I think because he has the wild card of AJ Green, I would have him above Tom, but ever just ever so slightly. Yeah, um, and then Tom's got a really good locked and loaded first, like like two wide receivers. And then so two, I put Jake. He's only got what one, two, three, four, five wide receivers at this point. Um, but I know he's got two heavy hitters, and one of them, top. and one of those is Ted Ginn. But like. When yeah, but it doesn't matter Devante, about how many guys you got. You could have eight fucking wide receivers, and if they're all fucking bojos, who cares how many you have? He's got DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams. Adams. With T.Y. Hilton and Devontae Parker pulled his head out of his ass finally. Well, we'll see if that's a repeat. Yeah, so, you know, if if he's your wild card with the other two, that's awesome team. And it's crazy to think that someone's got a better group, but Ryan's is insane. Like, Odell's been shitty the last few years. Yeah, we'll see because his, I mean, like, at this point, Odell's had as many bad years as he has good years, so. But, like, the fact that, all right, so I would would rank Ryan's receivers. I would go Godwin 1, who was a stud. Um, Diggs 2, Beckham's your third then with Galladay, Lockett, and DJ Moore. Like, his sixth receiver would be probably, like, Probably what the second best receiver on either. I would probably, if I was him, I would probably start Godwin and DJ Moore. I don't know. I like I like Diggs a lot. I think Diggs is probably gonna get a regression. Well, this is the whole thing with he's got. He might not have. like Godwin was a top ten, I believe. Like he had a crazy number last year. But um like everyone else is like he has a bunch of people in that. Well, next and I group. guess Godwin could also have a fall off here too. If like if he doesn't repeat those numbers. I would expect him given the fact that Brady's coming in, I would say that benefits Godwin more than Evans. Cause he's the more underneath inside the Yeah, probably right. You're probably right on that. Um, but I, I don't really know. I mean, I don't know if they're going to pass the ball as much. 
I don't know. It's I'm interested to see how the Tampa thing's gonna work out because I didn't think that was as great of a fit as everyone said. Because like the whole Arians offense is push the ball down the field and Brady's always been spread the field and pick them apart five to eight yards at a time. Yeah, if they wanted to do that, then they should have drafted a guy. They should have drafted a quarterback, like one of these top three quarterbacks. I'm surprised they didn't take Eason in like the third round because he fell to the fourth. So it's like I know they wanted like they wanted to try to help Brady to win so they can win this year, but like I don't know, you could have fucking used a third round pick on something. But I don't know. So we would agree though, Ryan it goes Ryan and Jake are one and and Rob one, two, three. I'd say Jake's number one. Just because he's got the best the best two starting wide receivers. Me and you both differ on who we would start on Ryan's team. That alone tells me that it, that, I don't know, he's got uh, six that Jake's really better. good choices. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the, the problem, man. Like that's part of the problem. It Jake's not going to have a, a Well, if by like we Even if one of those guys has a bad week, you're not all of a sudden going, am I going to not play Devontae Adams this week? No, you're playing Devontae Adams as long as he's healthy enough to play. Well, you're yeah, but if that's DeAndre a comparison Hopkins. to, like, if you have the two really good guys and then your third guy's trash, yeah, you're for sure always going to start these guys, even if they have a, a really bad year. Okay, so let's say, um, let's say for some reason Ryan didn't have Odell, but he had deandre hopkins and then let's say for some reason he didn't have uh godwin but he had Devonte adams. adams yeah but it's still like didn't are you gonna are you gonna ever question who you're starting at your two wide receivers on a given week well, I think it's the fact that there's so many people in that group that if they take the next step they're in that like because if however they however they rank, there's always people from certain groups and ifs. It's people from certain from certain tiers. There's always someone who jumps up and a couple who drop down. It's gonna it's gonna shake. That's why my plan going into last year was I had a bunch of people who were ranked between twenty five and four. Let's I not think, get this on you when we're clearly talking about somebody else. No, no, no. I'm just saying this is the this is the the thinking of it. My plan last year, I had Michael Thomas, and then I had seven players who were ranked between twenty five and like forty five. And I know a couple of those guys are gonna blow like Dante Pettis sucked, but then a couple are gonna jump the next step like DJ Chark did. So I knew out of the like I was just playing the numbers of someone. From this, like I have enough picks from this range that one of them should be making that leap, which one of them did. See, all you're doing is playing the numbers game, but that's the way. That's that's how I'm explaining the thing the way is, I ranked it. The thing is, Jake's got two locked and loaded starters that he doesn't even have to fucking think about. Yeah. But if Odell has a bad week one, but also, and you have to factor in the risk of anybody can get injured at any point, and anybody can have a down year for whatever reason. We also have to factor in that these aren't complete teams. No, I know. That's, There's been no rookie draft. There's the been thing, no free agency. That's the thing with the rankings now. It was 
This was inspired by your your declaration that you're a playoff contender. I don't see how I'm not. I figure there are at least six teams competing for four spots. So at least as of now, we'd agree with with the changes of the rankings that I've done that neither of these position groups are in the top four. I've moved up more than one spot on. But it was still the like so it was far. still like to like six or seven, right? I'm getting I I think I have the at least the fifth best set of tight ends. And No, because Jake still stays ahead of you, even if Sean drops. So you're at best your six. Yeah, tight but end. who was number four? Tom. I would still put Tom. With what? Hooper. I explained yeah, it I, and you and you disagreed because he's a brown. Even though the offensive running is going to be much more heavily involved with the tight end. Yeah, that's what you tell me. But we haven't seen that. There's no evidence to show that. Okay, you can look at the offenses that the coaches were running, but that's, oh, that's yeah, the, that, point. That head coach, where was he head coaching? He was running the offense for the Vikings. Yeah, he's doing what his head coach told him to do. The defensive-minded head coach of Mike Zimmer? Goddamn right. Yeah. All right, so those are the, those two. Running back, Sean's last because he has one, and it's Cream Hunt. He's a talented player. He's still a backup for his team. He'll probably have an expanded role, especially passing down situation. But, like, Nick Chubb's pretty good. So, so is Kareem Hunt. No, yeah. That's also the only running back on his team. So that's why he's last. Um. I think a lot of people have – so when I was looking through, it seemed like most everyone has two solid starters and, like, a third guy that you're kind of excited for to a point. Um, the one that I didn't really see a second guy, though, was with Trey. Like, I, I like the fact that he still has David Johnson because he could be really good in Houston and he can have a bounce-back year. Um, but that's a pretty weak number one. And then his number two is Adrian Peterson, I guess. Who might not have a job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adrian Peterson, Carlos Hyde, Frank Gordon, Peyton Barber. So it's not like there's much to work with. So that's why he's ninth. You know, if something happens to Chubb, I would put Sean ahead of him. Like, Cream Hunt's all of a sudden a stud. So um, I put Zach eighth, which was, I felt kind of high because his running backs are pretty weak. But with Brady being gone... Sony Michelle could turn into something a lot better. Um, the fact that he has him and Damian Harris, that's two of the like six running backs that the Patriots are probably going to end up using. So there's How a, many do you think they're going to legitimately use, and which one do you think is going to be used the most? I think the fact that Brady's gone, that James White might be used less because they might not be passing the ball as much, and I I wouldn't be surprised if it's they just run Sony Michelle into the ground. It could just be one of those. He just gets 300 carries this year. He might not be that good, but it's just going to be so much volume for him. Just to simplify the offense for I think Stidham or Hoyer, or if they sign, well, if they sign Cam, that's a whole different story. But it could be uh, a decent amount of Sony. I think James White will be their number one because I think they're going to be doing a lot of the dump offs. I could see him being really and good. I if think they're, Rex Berkman's going to be in there. The too. worse they are, the better James White's going to be. 
because if they're going to be down passing, he'll be on the field a ton. Um, well, and that's kind of what I'm expecting. But then he's also got Ronald Jones, who if Tom Brady trusts him, he can be a stud because he's going to be on the field a bunch, but he could also be nothing. He's a potential cut candidate. Yeah, so that's total swinger mess. And then he's got two Dolphins running backs. He's got Jordan Howard and Caleb Blige. Which I don't even know what other fucking running backs they have because they didn't draft anyone, right? They got the guy. Um, I know they tra- they traded for Brita. Yeah, that's who it is. So I'm assuming it's going to be Brita and Jordan Howard in some sort of split. That's um, my guess. So Jordan Howard holds some value. That's kind of why I had um, Zach eighth. I put you next because um, I think you're lacking the punch as a number one running back. I'm not a huge Melvin Gordon person. I think he's going to be splitting a decent amount of time with Philip Lindsay. Uh, that's where I disagree with you. I think Melvin Gordon is a uh, RB1. He's not the RB1, but he is a top 10 running back. Um, I think the fact you're holding on to Devontae Freeman is really smart because if he does end up signing with Tampa, which he's been rumored to do, your running back group looks way different. Like, it drastically improves. Um. Daryl Henderson, he's got like a one and three, one and four shot to being the guy in uh, for the Rams. You just traded for Singletary, who may or may not split shit with Zach Moss. Who really knows? And then Chris Carson coming off the injury, you might not be able to use him for a little bit. And then James White, which we just talked about. I so expect you have a lot I of, expect Chris Carson to be uh, available at the start of the at the beginning of the season. I expect him to be good. He's a good running back. I expect to be able to start Melvin Gordon and um, Chris Carson with Devin Singletary as my flex. Yeah, eventually. I'm if you're starting three, I'm assuming you're gonna go Gordon Singletary and James White to start the year because um, I think the Carson thing's gonna slow him down in the beginning, but by the middle of the year, he should be back to what he was um and then i put mark mark's only got three running backs i believe he's only got three but they're i've also got carry on johnson yeah which i'm valuing fairly low because they used a really high second round pick on deandre swift who most everyone thought was the best running back in the draft so um, that hurt his value a bunch. He's not in like he doesn't lose all value though. Like you should definitely be holding on to him and shit. But um, I don't know. But kind of the opposite of what you have, where you have what six good stabs at you know the running back position. Mark's only got three, but two of them are awesome. Josh Jacobs was a stud who I think is only going to get better once they involve in the passing game more. Um. Miles Sanders started to take off towards the end of the year. Is he the second one that you say is awesome? Yes. I disagree with the awesome. You don't think Miles Sanders is good? Um, I think he's good, potentially. But he, he might wear down. And I'm, I'm afraid of their offensive line after the... They still have one of the Plus, best like, offensive lines before that. Some of, the, some of my scouts think he's uh, just a guy. 
Yeah, but even if you're just a guy in the Andy Reid offense, which that's what they run, the running back position is usually very fantasy friendly. After watching last season's games, I would prefer to have well, Devin this, Singletary this over is also him. The second, which. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I'd rather have Devin Singletary over him, and that's my third running back. So, I mean, I would agree that Josh Jacobs is great. I think uh, Josh Jacobs is the best running back we've talked about so far, right? I'm trying to think who else is. I don't know, man. I think Kareem Hunt's probably the best running back we've talked about. He's the best running. uh, Not for fantasy at this point. Right now. In June, I agree with you. If something happens to Chubb, then yeah, Hunt's the best running back. I think that they're going to split way more than you're hoping because you have Chubb. Oh, I'm expecting Hunt to handle almost the entire passing game situations. It's Chubb's just that good of a runner. And the fact that it is split... Chubb's good, and I really think that they need to capitalize on one of them and trade the other. It, whoever they well, do no, but you need multiple running backs yeah NFL, but you though. don't like they can get a lot if you if they if they guys. split the snaps 50 50 and they're legitimately fresh and you don't think I know someone they, use, be, they use both of them on the field at the same time as well and if they put like if they put um chubb out there on the trade block they could get a lot for him i think Oh, I'm sure they could, but I think it'd be dumb to do that, though. I would. I think there's. I up, don't think it's a bad idea to have Cream Hunt as your feature back. They're. Oh no! But the fact that they have both of them and their skill sets, I think, complement each other to where the first and down, first and second down guys gonna be Chubb, whose main thing is a traditional running back, and Hunt's gonna be the third down passing catch guy, where. You can put them on the field at the same time because they even did it last year at the end of the season where Hunt was playing like slot receiver and stuff, and they move him around a bit. So both of them can be on the field more than 50% of the time, and if they're on the field less, they should be theoretically fresher and more efficient. So as a whole, I think for the Cleveland Browns, their running their running backs would be best if they had both of them. I think you're severely under cutting Kareem Hunt's value. I understand you like the idea of putting Sean last in every category. He also only has one. And I understand that he also only has one, but he's got like six guys on his team. He has four. Four guys on his team. Yeah. So it's not like but he's you got have a to big go, roster. You have to go off of what's what's there now. Because if, if we're going off potential, Mark is going to be much higher in all these because he could – like his quarterbacks, you know, if he's locked in at Burrow at one, like all of a sudden his quarterbacks look way better than what they currently do. And like Zach's sitting at one three, he's either going to be able to get a top quarterback or a top running back. So like his ranking at eight for running back could be totally different if he goes running back at three, which I think he's going to take quarterback and he kind of should take quarterback, but that's just my opinion. But, um,. All right, so get get around to where you have a better running back core than uh, top. Oh, no, I'll get there. Um, then five, I put Rob. Uh, a lot of that is with not only he's got Zeke, who's 
been very, very good pretty much his entire career. He also has the handcuff with Pollard in case something happens. Like, I know he just like coronavirus. For, yeah, he just tests positive for that. Um, Fournette, he still has his number two, solid number two, with a couple more stabs with Philip Lindsay and David Montgomery. If Montgomery plays more to what he was thought to be and kind of fills the role that he should be, um, I just think he's got untapped potential. Zeke's carrying a lot of this ranking. I feel like as these rosters sit, a lot of these teams are interchangeable just because, like... Well, yeah, these are these rankings would look way Zeke's different. Zeke's probably post, the best running back we've talked season. about so far. Oh, 100%. It was, I would say, he's one, Jacobs is two, and then as a talent, Cream Hunt would be two, but... Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. Cream is, Hunt is too. In this situation, though, he's not. Um, Maybe even better than Zeke. What? No, because Cream Hunt was a stud. Just because he's an idiot doesn't no, 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 take no, away from also, his talent. But also, he was sitting in the perfect offense with Kansas City. And that's what I'm talking about, the Andrew Reid offense. The, the running back numbers are usually not inflated, but like, they're accentuated to where they're focused on them and shit. Um, but anyways, I put Jake four. Um, I don't know if he has like a with Gurley regressing, which Gurley regressed and still scored 188 points. Like that's still an awesome year. So like, if Gurley's a bad number one, then whatever. He still has Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon. Um, you know he's got a Malcolm Brown who's got a chance to be the guy just because he's like the veteran guy almost there i wouldn't put much into it but it's pretty much those three is a very good trio yeah i would say he's so far got the best that's the best group he doesn't necessarily have the best running back so far if Gurley's healthy he for sure does um but who who really knows if he is but i would still and what's crazy about the nfl is there's so much change at the running back position year after year after year different guys are going to be in the top for a couple of years Mm -hmm. no it'll the it 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 tends to fluctuate quite a bit um third i put ryan uh brito we talked about who could take over as the dolphins delvin cook's a stud and even if he holds out he's got madison as the handcuff um, a good a good stab with guys. Kamara's a stud who had a down year with Latavius as a, I guess the handcuff, even though they're completely different roles. Um, and then a, you know a couple guys that I wouldn't be surprised if he got if he ended up cutting. Um, Chase Edmonds, Rashad Penny, and Royce Freeman. Penny's the most likely that he would hold on to, I guess. Um. With Melvin Gordon being there, Freeman's value, I would assume. I would say Freeman's his shot. Mm-hmm. But still with Kamara and Cook, that's a pretty fucking studly duo right there. Um, with with still, you know, Brita Geis, Latavius and Kamara could end up both having good years. Like it happened with him. I would say I'd rather have Jake's. Jake's, Jake's got, got. Jake's got better depth, but I think. Jake's got a better one, two, three, and you can start three running backs. One and I would take Ryan's one and two though, and I think the the third with Brita, 
it's definitely the of those six running backs is definitely number six, but I think one, two, and six is better than three, four, and five. If, it's close though. If Jake has Gurley at ninety percent, he's I also great. The, I guess the tiebreaker I put with Ryan is the fact that he has Madison and Latavius Murray to handcuff. So it reduces yeah, those guys are probably not going to be nearly as good as the but it reduces the risk of if because you have to factor in anyone can get hurt so the fact if you do have the handcuff you get it's it's literally that's the tiebreaker so having one two and Brita is the sixth best out of that the fact that two of those guys he's got the handcuff i would give the edge there so that was my rationale with that um i put tom two um clearly he has the best running back with Christian McCaffrey. Um so oh so logically he's in second. Yeah. Eckler is good. I don't I don't know. Eckler's a good player and he did a fucking ridiculous year. I just don't like you said with a bunch of the, like the tight ends and Who stuff, else you expect have? regression and stuff. Eckler and then Kenyon Drake, which fucking Kenyon Drake was like literally just a guy. And then the two playoff weeks, I think he had 40 points each week. Just fucking insane. Uh, I think Kenyon Drake is going to be really good. Oh, he should definitely be good. Just like you're saying offense and offensive fit. And then his fourth and fifth are Mack and Hines, which I don't know. Do you just All throw right, in so Jonathan get, Taylor get as well? to yours. Good to yours, because I want to see how you have better. Okay, so. Wait, that's your team. My number one, Saquon, who had a down year, still hit 192. Yeah, we all know about Saquon. Saquon's a stud. He missed three games, still hit 100. All right, get on to the next guy. Nick Chubb, we talked about. You all right, think, get on to the next guy. Uh, Derek Henry. Get on to the next guy. Uh, So Nick Chubb right now is your flux. Yeah, him or Henry, one of the two. Nick Chubb is your flex. James Conner. Uh, no good. Next guy. Mark Ingram. He's good, but he's not as good as Chubb. Oh, no, but if he's... And my... he's going to lose time, significant time, as the season goes on to Dobbins. Yeah, and then after that, it's just shots in the dark with Bryce Love. and Yeah, so Darwin Tom's Hansen. better than you. And Running I, back. And I have yeah, Tom... Yeah, I'd say he's better. Solely because he's got Chris McCaffrey? Yes. If you had the number three running back, then yeah. But you're saying Chubb is amazing, yet I think he's going to get a lot taken from him from Kareem Hunt. And Kenny Drake's not going to get anything taken from him because that offense is going to be legit. So if we're going off of last year's numbers. And he's got Eckler, who last year was like a top running back. Who I don't so know if he's going to repeat those numbers necessarily, but he it went McCaffrey. One two was McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. Granted, there's an eighty point difference, which I think anyone would have to assume. I think Derrick Henry is going to be really good. Don't get me wrong. I think it really comes down to. I think the potential 
for Tom's running back core, especially knowing that he's going to add a top running back more than likely if he doesn't get Burrow. Yeah, I'm assuming he's going to take a running back at two. But so six and seven were Chubb and Eckler, so they're back to back. They're two point difference. I would say Tom's better than yours. That's mine. That's my opinion. You're not going to change it by all the facts and everything that you got to back up what you're going to say. All the facts with my four top ten running backs from last year. Yeah, you're all you're all you're doing a real good job of talking on both sides of your mouth this entire podcast and saying that you don't want to use previous year's stats and then when it benefits you you want to use them so and and you want to use potential you want to use potential when it benefits you and you don't want to use potential when it doesn't benefit you which which previous years was i using and which ones was i not using oh you'll listen to it and you'll hear okay but um i disagree with this ranking i think so, would you expect more or less from Saquon Barkley than what you did last year? All I'm saying is that once I have my deep dive done, we'll be able to compare. Okay. Then, then we'll come back. I want to see you with all all your facts finished and uh, and then see if your opinion changed at all. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let things lay where they lay. Okay. Last, last one's quarterback. Sean's last. He only has one. He's got Ryan Tannehill. All right. Makes sense. Okay. Trey is next. Um, Where's Trey? I know what he's got. He's got Trubisky. He's got Cousins. And he's got Bridgewater. Yeah. Like, Cousins is the best. I like Bridgewater. I think he have a huge year. And his fit in that offense could be really, really good. But, like, he still hasn't necessarily proven. And Trubisky, I don't even think he's going to be the starter. So... Yeah, I don't think Trubisky's going to be the starter either, so there's a trouble on that. Um, I think Cousins is better than we all want him to be. Yes, that's an excellent way to put it. <laughs> no one likes him. No one it's likes good. Cousins unless your last name is Cousins or you're, you're winning championships know, I was gonna because of Cousins. I was going to say if you're a Vikings fan, but I don't think Vikings fans like him. No, I think if you're winning fantasy championships, you like I you guess. Like cousins. Um, Which Trey isn't lately. He did a while ago. Yeah, it wasn't he, what, year two? Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't there, so it doesn't count. So. It's been like five Tom, years. Tom knows that those don't count because I wasn't there. Um, next, I put Mark at eight. He's got three. Tyrod, I'm not really putting much value. If he's a starter, it's only for a short, like, little bit. In the beginning yeah, of the it's year. like maybe four games. Uh, Darnold, who's been a source of controversy on this podcast, I believe. Um, I don't think Darnold's good. I, that's just me. And He's then, obviously better than the guy I traded traded him for. Yeah. Um, like so bad move on me, but whatever. Like, I think Darnold still got. I up, got Haskins. Darnold still has upside, and his his second one, you know, that's pretty good. And then he's got Roethlisberger, who if he's healthy, that's a top ten quarterback. Maybe it's if, if he's, he's healthy and he's back to form. Yeah, I would still I would still take him over the first the first two teams we mentioned though. So um, next I put Jake, who Jake I feel has always been kind of st- stuck at quarterback and trying to figure it out. 
Um, Fitzpatrick, little no value because if he he could actually play this whole year because if they sit to a, I think he's got a good chance of playing all year. Um, Cam is worthless now, but if this him signing with the Patriots thing happens, he would for sure keep him for sixty three bucks. I think. I think Cam Newton should sign with the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm, no, you can't have a him versus Roethlisberger. No, you don't. You start Roethlisberger, and then when Roethlisberger either doesn't have it or gets hurt, you got Cam Newton, and you don't fall apart, or you uh, you got Cam Newton for next year in case Big Ben retires because every year he wants to retire. Yeah. Um, but the quarterbacks that count f- for Jake are Jimmy G and Drew Locke, which Jimmy G's not anything special, but he also is what, he's coming off an injury from last the year before. I would be more excited for Drew Locke. See, the Shanahan offense is very fantasy friendly and the quarterbacks usually put up points. He tore his ACL the year before because that's when they were really bad and they got the second pick to get Bosa. So he made it to the Super Bowl coming off a torn ACL. If he's fully healthy, I think he can make a jump to where – because remember when he first got traded to the Niners, he put up big points at the end of the year. And then he did pretty solid towards ACL. And then last year he was playing while you know recovering and all that. I think he still has potential to make a jump. We'll see. Everyone loves seems to love Drew Locke, which they should because he ended the year pretty strong, and then they only added more weapons for him. That's what I like about him. So, is he's young. They seem to be all in on him, and they're giving him a shitload of weapons. So you would take... They're like, hey, we got you a legit number one running back, and we got you another legit wide receiver. So you would agree with the ranking so far? You would, you would put Jake above the other three? Yeah, so far. Okay. And then Ryan's only got two. Granted, they're two really good players. Um, Breeze and Wentz. Wentz has injury concerns, but... Yeah, so does Breeze, kind of. I don't know. Breeze He's getting older, and he Breeze. missed four games last year. Oh, yeah. I forgot he missed those games uh. last year. But anyways, those are two. I think the fact that he doesn't have a third is where this is starting to matter with these rankings. Um but like I said, if those two are healthy, you're going to be starting them all year. Uh, I put you fifth. Matt Ryan's really good. Um, he uh, hasn't, I guess, necessarily. Well, he had a down year last year, but the Falcons were just bad. Um, Stafford was really good before he got hurt. Haskins is your wild card. The fact, like, I think the fact that you had Haskins is why I put you above ryan just because you have a third chance at someone being good and he's super young yeah like haskins has the potential to be really good in fantasy this year because like they're not good but they're just essentially he could be Jameis winston this year which i think he might be Jameis winston in general um i put zach next which i actually kind of really like his quarterbacks even though i think it's best for him to take a quarterback at three um, he's got four that should definitely be on roster. I think Josh Allen's super underrated in fantasy. So do I. I think he could be a QB one, but like at the very bottom, which I think that's where he ended up last year. 
if Brady can still fucking be good, Rivers I think should be better in um, Indianapolis because that. I think line, Rivers and Brady will both fall somewhere around fifteen. Yeah, which if you have those two with Josh Allen, that's three good shots at having a couple top ten guys, and then the ultimate wild card with J- Jared Stidham. It's as, as him as his number four quarterback, I think is awesome. Yeah, that's a total wild card. If he wins a job outright, like Matt Castle was a good fantasy quarterback that one year, and they figured it out on the fly after Brady got hurt week one. Like if they're going in the offseason knowing that Stidham's the guy, I don't, I kind of expect big things. So not huge, huge, but like if he's ranked, you know, in the low twenties for quarterbacks, I would for sure take like he's gonna do better than that. So, um, I put Rob three because he's got Wilson, who's a stud. Um, Goff's proven he can be a really good fantasy quarterback, even though he's kind of got some Kirk Cousins going on with him, which I don't really care for him. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins, I think, than Goff. Mm, I would take golf solely because of the coaching. Um, but I don't even think that's the second best quarterback necessarily. Cause I think the way Daniel Jones ended, I think Rob, yeah, a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Which fumbles. is, which is fine. Which like James Winston had a shit ton, but like fantasy wise, he had so many yards and touchdowns. And I think Daniel Jones is going to be really good though. So I'm not yeah. going to hide. I that. think, yeah, and then Wilson's proven he's been the number one quarterback before. That's like his stud guy that he's building around. And then Dalton, I'm sure, is going to get cut unless the whole contract thing with Dak doesn't work out. And then, obviously, number two is not going to be me, which I think this is the one you have to agree with, where Tom's got Mahomes, who's, I'm not arguing, isn't good. He is probably the best player in the league with Dak and Derek Carr's is two and three. Like Dak is your two is awesome. Derek Carr is your three is where you should be at. Who who do you got? I feel Lamar and Mahomes are essentially a wash. And Watson is better than Dak. I agreed. And Kyler Murray is yeah, for sure. I would just say I would just say I as of right now I don't find anything wrong with this. With with Baker okay. Baker's a wild so, card. Now that we've gone through that, let's get to the part of the program where everybody's been waiting for. Kickers. Yeah. I think we'll go in reverse order this time. And give you the best kicker in the uh, the number one kicker, and that would be my kicker. I have the number one kicker. Do you even know his name? Bucker. Oh, Harrison Bucker. Yeah, he's a boss. Yeah, Chiefs offense is pretty good. And then I have the second with Justin Tucker because he's a stud and he's the best kicker in the league. And after that, I can really give a shit. So. Yeah, I don't even know if other player other teams have kickers. Tom does not have a kicker on roster or um, or a defense. Rob's got one. Ooh, Jake's got two kickers. 
Rob's got Will Lutz. Uh, I would say so far that's number three. And he's got two defenses. Ooh, Zach's got Prater. He's a lion, so they're going to be settling for field goals all the time. Yeah, I don't really like I mean, like, I guess Robbie Gold because plays for a good team. And then I don't know about either of those, those defenses, though. All right, I think we can just stop it at one and two. Yeah, no, I'm good. I don't Kickers suck. And uh, I don't know. Like, I guess we'll catch you next time, sometime. Yeah, I want to I wanna see all this research you get done to, to prove me wrong. Hey, man, I got the quarterbacks done for two teams. Wait, it took you six hours to do two quarterback teams? That's it? No, nah, it took me like 30 minutes. Oh, because I told you about that a while ago. Yeah, I just didn't have time. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else. All right, well, fuck off. I got work to do.